All right, so <coughs> welcome everyone. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to, as usual, talk a little bit about meditation before we get started. Uh, uh, and uh, talk about three things. Uh, there's many, many ways we can talk about the qualities that are required for meditation to work. Uh, but uh, one way of thinking about these qualities is uh, letting go, mindfulness, and happiness. Uh, yeah, letting go of mindfulness and happiness uh, are like three critical qualities. Uh, and uh, letting go is kind of uh, obvious uh, in many ways. We talk about that all the time. Uh, but uh, the kind of initial letting go that we do when we meditate is just to relax, really. Because uh, relaxing is a kind of letting go. Uh, and the, what is going on there is that we are maybe a bit tense or a bit stressed or whatever it might be from our ordinary life and that is really the willpower or the doing part of the mind which works on the body and then the body gets tense because of the, the mind being overactive or the mind trying to control her. So by letting go of the control, yeah, that is letting go, then the body relaxes. So the idea is using relaxation then to allow the letting go process to start. And that gives an idea of what letting go means, yeah, when you're able to relax in that way. And then the other part is mindfulness. And um, uh, one of the strange things about meditation is that uh, sometimes mindfulness and letting go, they don't necessarily go easy together. Yeah? You let go, but then you let go, you become more and more peaceful until you fall asleep, or, or maybe the mind becomes very active, you start thinking about all kinds of things, yeah, because you're letting go. And so letting go can mean to, can often lead to the mind either thinking, uh, or it can lead to the mind uh, you, yourself falling asleep. Uh. So the opposite is then the mindfulness. Uh. And so then we try to be mindful to counteract the thinking mind and all of these kind of things. Uh. But then when you try too hard to be mindful, uh, you start to feel tense again because you're trying, you're using that same doer uh, which gave rise to tension in the first place. Uh. So it's a strange kind of thing about either you let go uh, and you kind of lose the mindfulness or you're mindful and you can't really relax 100%. Uh. So in many ways what we are trying to achieve on the Buddhist path is this beautiful mixture where you are relaxed and at ease uh, and you're mindful at the same time. You have clarity of awareness uh, but you're also really uh, really kind of uh, just at ease where you're sitting, wherever you are. Uh. And so then the th this is where the third ingredient comes in. And this is the ingredient of uh, having a degree of uh, happiness or positive mind state or joy, if you like, in your meditation. Uh, because that positivity, that joy, that enjoyment uh, is what makes the mindfulness and the relaxation come together. Uh because you're happy to be here. A joyful state is usually relaxed. A joyful state, because you're happy to be here, is also mindful. And that brings all of these qualities together. So when we meditate, we tend to cultivate these things in a kind of order. Yeah, you start by relaxing, and then you use certain ways of reflecting on your situation to allow mindfulness to come. And at some point, you bring in the idea of, uh, you know, something positive, some positive perception of being here, the idea of being in a good place, the idea of having good company, uh, the idea of having the Buddha uh, as your teacher, uh, the idea of having this extremely 
these amazing teachings called the Dhamma in your life. Uh, yeah? But very often, just the idea of Kalyanamitta, having good friends uh, and being in a good place, uh, having that input from the outside, which kind of helps us all forward on the path, uh, is often very, very useful to uh, uh, allow the mindfulness and the relaxation to come together. Yeah? So uh, this is one way of thinking about uh, meditation practice, yeah, letting go, uh, mindfulness, and then the kind of positive or joyful attitude uh, that kind of brings these factors together uh, and then allows the uh, process to happen. Uh, and really only at that point uh, does kind of the real meditation start. Uh, yeah, that's how you kind of create the right mental space, and that is where the meditation begins. Uh, that is where watching the breath, etc., becomes possible. Uh, so it is important to develop the right qualities. Uh, if you just watch the breath without watching out for the right qualities, uh, very often you don't get anywhere. Uh, the breath is there, the mind is a bit of a muddle, uh, it doesn't really work out. Uh, so this is just a way of uh, overcoming the muddle and those hindrances uh, in the meditation practice. Okay, so let's uh, try it out in practice uh, and see what uh, happens. Uh. All right, so uh, as uh, usual, just uh, again come back to this idea in the beginning of just letting go of the coarser aspects of discomfort and uh, pains or whatever it is, uh, making sure you are at ease. This is like the beginning of this letting go process. Uh, so start off with that and always spend quite a bit of time on that uh, to allow yourself to settle down. Uh, all of these things are gradual. Uh, we don't want to force them because forcing them is always counterproductive. Uh, you want to allow them to happen gradually by kind of slowly kind of uh, almost sinking into these beautiful qualities of the mind. Uh, so allow this process to the world to unwind from you if you like uh, and you settle down gradually uh, in a very nice and easeful way. Uh.
And uh, please take uh, lots of time just to allow yourself to really settle down and become really at ease. It is so important to find that ease. Don't be too concerned initially about whether your mind feels a bit tired or you're thinking so much. Initially, it's just about relaxing yeah, and allow things to relax. And then the energy of the mind will come back later on once the body and the mind relax fully. So spend that time with yourself. Have a sense of gentleness and kindness towards yourself, uh, allowing body and mind to really settle down. Uh.
uh, as you uh, settle down in this way, uh, you often find the mind can become active uh, because you're allowing the mind to flow. Uh, and there's some very simple perceptions, very simple nudges of the mind uh, that you can use to calm the mind down. Uh, and one of them is if you're thinking about the past, uh, thinking about people who may have wronged you or you have wronged them, uh, just forgive the people in the past. Uh, understand that people in this world, uh, they don't really understand what they're doing. Uh, nothing is ever personal. Uh, forgive them for what they have done uh, and let it go. Uh. And uh, again, for the future as well, uh, if you see yourself thinking too much, uh, again, just uh, remind yourself very gently, uh, there's nothing really of interest in that future. Uh, it's just more of the same. Uh, the actual creation of the future happens now in meditation uh, on the spiritual path. Uh, let go of all those thoughts. Uh.
and uh, then don't forget about the final ingredient in this uh, that positive bright uh, uplifting mind states uh, which sees the positive that sees the joy uh, that sees the delight uh, in the present uh, what we're doing right now uh. and so just uh, reflect very gently to yourself uh, again like a nudging of the mind uh, the appreciation of the community uh, the appreciation of your spiritual friends uh, feeling a sense of wonder and gratitude uh, that you are part of a community like this uh. this is rare to find this kind of community in the world uh, and what a wonderful thing that we have this uh, right here at Amaloka Center uh. in this way build up that mental state uh, and that will clear away uh, any fog in the mind uh, and eventually this will make the mind ready for meditation proper like watching the breath uh.
Okay, so <coughs> coming close to the end, uh, and uh, as always, before we come to the end, uh, just take a few moments to reflect and review the meditation. Uh, and if you do feel more at peace, at ease, uh, mindful, uh, whatever it might be, uh, then ask yourself why that is the case. Uh, First of all, are there any uh, questions or comments from the hall here? Yeah. Anyone like to ask anything or comment on anything? Yeah. Everyone, everyone happy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so in that case, we'll take some questions from the uh, outside. Uh, first question we have is from Indonesia. Uh, where do our thoughts of the past and the present come from? Uh, how do we train to let go of those in practice, uh, especially related to your talk about forgiving uh, our own past mistakes? Uh, so uh, where they come from, they come from attachments and cravings. Uh, they come from an interest uh, in the past, an interest uh, in the future. Uh, yeah, and we are interested in these things because we are attached to them, because they are important to us in one way or another. Uh, and very often the uh, things that we think about the past, uh, very often it is about, uh, it can be many things, it can be like uh, something we enjoyed in the past, uh, maybe we're in a different place and maybe we're not in such a good place now and so we crave for that past existence. Uh, very often one of the biggest problems about the past is uh, feelings that maybe we haven't been treated right uh, or we have maybe also feel guilty about something that we have done. Uh, and uh, in those cases, the idea of forgiving uh, is really fundamental uh, because at that moment you forgive, uh, you can let go of the past. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, yeah? You have let go. Okay, I'm going to move forward. Uh, I know that I'm a conditioned being. I know that I'm subject to all of these kind of things. Uh, I know I'm a victim of my own bad habits sometimes. Uh, you know, I can only do so much. And then you forgive yourself uh, and you also forgive other people. Uh, and at that moment, it's like a release, uh, and you don't really have to worry about the past anymore. Huh? So it's not super hard to do, it's just that it's a habit of mind, really, that you kind of need to train. Uh, you have to understand how this uh, idea of forgiveness works. Uh, it really ultimately is rooted in the idea that we are conditioned beings, uh, and we're not really fully in charge of our lives. Uh, we're sometimes not even in charge of our lives at all, <laughs> actually. Yeah. So that is about uh, forgiving the past, yeah, our past mistakes, uh, because you understand that uh, human beings, we are highly imperfect, uh, and that comes from our conditioning. Uh. And equally important, as I mentioned very briefly in the meditation, to let go of the future. Uh, 
And that was to understand that thinking about our ordinary future in the world uh, just isn't all that interesting. It's not really productive. Uh, we don't create a better future by thinking about it. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to sort it all out or fantasize about it or whatever to somehow create it. But actually, the creation of the future happens in how we live our lives. So. Okay, question number two. Uh, this is from Perth. Okay, hello, Perth. <laughs> How do I practice when I am so disturbed and not happy with now? For example, job and family conflicts. Uh, my mind keeps thinking and emotions are distressed. Uh, um, yes, uh, so if you are really disturbed and not happy with the now, with job and family conflicts, then uh, uh, it makes life much more difficult. Uh, and sometimes we forget how lucky we are when we don't have these conflicts. And that's often when we should really, maybe we can put in some extra effort in the practice. Uh, but again, it comes back down to uh, learning to let go by forgiving yeah, yeah, and having compassion for people. Even people in your family, uh, they too don't really know what they're doing. Uh, they too are blind, they too are trapped by the past, uh, trapped by the habits and all these kind of things. Uh, and so you learn to forgive your people in your work and also your family, uh, uh, at least a little bit. You may not be able to forgive completely, but we can at least do a little bit. Uh, that makes you a little bit less disturbed uh, and allows you to be a little bit more peaceful. Uh. The other thing, if you really are in a very difficult situation and you're not able to meditate, well then don't, don't meditate. Or do some walking meditation yeah, that allows for more activity of the mind. Uh, or just read some Dhamma in the stead, listen to a nice talk, do something different, at least first of all, to calm you down, put you in the right state of mind. Uh, listen to a guided meditation. Uh, yeah, if you have a nice meditation teacher, whoever that might be, uh, maybe Ajahn Brahm, and if you're in Perth, uh, uh, listen to an Ajahn Brahm talk, an Ajahn Brahm guided meditation to help you settle down. Uh, I don't know, I, I know for myself that uh, sometimes when I listen to Ajahn Brahm, I get incredibly peaceful because it's such a, the whole vibe, the whole <laughs> vibe, the whole um, kind of atmosphere with Ajahn Brahm when he speaks. It's really kind of tranquil and calming and very beautiful. Uh, and so it helps you to get into the right mood, which can often be very difficult otherwise, uh, yeah? Because it's hard sometimes to get ourselves into the right psychological space, if you like. Uh. So listen to someone like that, uh, yeah? Use other things. Uh, don't try to do what is impossible. Know your mind. Know what you can do. Know what you can't do. Uh. Don't force yourself to do things that won't work. Uh. All right. Now we have a question from Germany. Uh. Uh, if you have breathing problems due to a tumor, uh, is it wise or dangerous to meditate on your breath or to calm it down? Uh, does oxygen in the blood not decrease then? It scares me a bit. Uh, um, probably not. I think you probably will be okay. Uh, it's just about watching the breath. Remember that? Not about, not about controlling it. Uh, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't calm it down. You should allow it to calm down by itself. Uh, that is the idea. Uh, if you try to control it, then, uh, you know, that is not ideal, uh, even for the meditation itself. It doesn't help the meditation practice. Uh, so the idea is to allow these processes to happen. Uh, this is kind of how meditation is supposed to work. Uh, and if you allow it to happen, then the body will look after itself. Uh, it will breathe whatever breathing it needs, uh, yeah, and then you, you should be fine. Uh, 
So uh, I think you can trust the process, but if it does scare you too much, then try some other meditation, like doing some metta practice or something else, or do some walking meditation or, or whatever, do some other thing, contemplate death, uh, or whatever it might be, and then that maybe that will help you on the way. And then as you become peaceful, then maybe you can come back to the breath or whatever. But usually you don't have to worry. Yeah, Even sometimes, quite common experience in meditation, the breath disappears completely. A lot of people have these kind of experiences. And then they panic a little bit because they think, I'm going to... I'm going to die here. Yeah, I'm not breathing. It's bad news. But actually, no, the body knows how to look after itself. And so you can just wait and chillax. And as you relax, the, the breathing will happen. I've never ever heard of anyone dying because of they kind of stop breathing in meditation. I don't think that happens. I heard of people dying, but that is more like they are going to die anyway. They are on the deathbed and then they meditate while they are in the dying process. And that's a very different kind of thing. Yeah. All right, everyone, that is all for today. So please keep on enjoying your weekend and let's just pay respect to the Buddha Dhamma Sangha.